Hello, and welcome to 7-Minute Explainers. I'm Peter Weber, an editor at The Week, and today I'd like to take a look back at President Reagan's surprising history with gun control legislation. The early 1980s were good years for the Republican Party. America was vanquishing its Cold War nemesis, government was relatively small, and tax cuts flowed freely. All of us need to be reminded that the federal government did not create the states. The states created the federal government. Today's Republicans seem to harbor a great respect for America's 40th president. I really liked and knew a little bit Ronald Reagan, Mm. and I really liked him. Now, so there will be no misunderstanding, it's not my intention to do away with government. It is rather to make it work. Work with us, not over us. But there are actually plenty of issues that Reagan would be out of step with in today's Republican Party. Immigration and negotiating with global enemies, to name a few. But the starkest is probably gun control. Back in 1967, the California Assembly passed the Mulford Act, which banned open carrying of loaded firearms in California. The bill was supported by both the NRA and the then governor of California, Ronald Reagan. It was a reaction to Black Panthers, who were conducting armed patrols in some areas of Oakland and then marched on the California state capitol. The Black Panther Party for Self-Defense calls upon the American people in general and the black people in particular to take full note of the racist California legislature, which is now considering legislation aimed at keeping the black people disarmed and powerless at the very same time that racist police agencies... Reagan told reporters that he saw no reason why on the streets today a citizen should be carrying loaded weapons. The Mulford Act is still in the books in California. For anyone seeking a path toward common ground on gun control, there are some interesting lessons here. It's worth mentioning, of course, that times have changed. Modern gun rights maximalism wasn't mainstream until around the time that Reagan became president. And Reagan, for what it's worth, was a lifelong member of the NRA. But the NRA supported and even championed many gun control measures for most of its existence. That is, until 1977, when hardliner Harlan Carter became head of the organization. And that's the first lesson. Support for gun laws is cyclical, and has been since the Founding Fathers wrote the Second Amendment. Both the NRA and Reagan turned against gun regulations in the 1970s, but Reagan's views shifted again after he was shot by John Hinckley Jr. in 1981. And that points to the second big lesson from Reagan's views on gun control. They appear to be influenced by his personal experience with people aiming guns at him. In 1991, a Democrat named Chuck Schumer introduced legislation in Congress for the Brady Handgun Violence Prevention Act. The bill was named for Reagan's press secretary, who was shot in the head and paralyzed during the 1981 attempt on Reagan's life. Reagan threw his support behind the bill. I want to tell all of you here today something that I'm not sure you know. You do know that I'm a member of the NRA, and my position on the right to bear arms is well known. But I want you to know something else, and I'm going to say it in clear, unmistakable language. I support the Brady Bill, and I urge the Congress to enact it without future. The bill passed in 1993, mandating federal background checks and a five-day waiting period. While Reagan was in office, he signed into law the Firearm Owners Protection Act of 1986, 
which the NRA fondly cites as, quote, the most sweeping rollback of gun control laws in history. And it did roll back some of the provisions of the 1968 Gun Control Act, but it also contained a provision that banned the sale of machine guns and other fully automatic weapons to civilians, and this came back to haunt the NRA, opening the door for restricted access to semi-automatic assault-style weapons. In 1994, Congress did just that thanks, very plausibly, to Ronald Reagan. Now, former President Reagan played a critical role in the assault weapons ban, which has since expired. Reagan's personal and effective lobbying helped the bill overcome the strong objections of the NRA. The measure barely passed the House of Representatives, sneaking through with a margin of just two votes. Another major lesson from Reagan is that it matters who is proposing and backing new gun laws. The NRA trusted Reagan, but it never trusted Barack Obama. The closest the U.S. came to getting modest new firearms restrictions during this century was in 2013, and that's because the sponsors of the bill were proud gun owners, Republican Senator Pat Toomey, an opponent of gun control, and Democratic Senator Joe Manchin. As your senator, I'll protect our Second Amendment rights. That's why the NRA endorsed me. How pro-gun was Manchin? Well, he famously ran an ad during his 2012 re-election campaign where he shot a piece of environmental legislation with a rifle. Dead aim at the cap and trade bill. The NRA and Manchin parted ways in 2013. The thing is, there's a broad middle ground on gun laws. Proponents of tighter gun control, defeated and often demoralized after years of losses, would generally be open to, if not thrilled by, adding some modest restrictions. So would most Americans and a majority of gun owners. The NRA, fueled by years of wins, isn't giving ground. And yet, it's Ronald Reagan who, to the surprise of both gun control advocates and opponents, was able to occupy that area of broad consensus. And that does it for this episode of 7-Minute Explainers. Look out for new episodes every Thursday on Apple Podcasts, theweek.com, or wherever you listen. I'm Peter Weber, and thanks so much for listening. (music) 